My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, an American Ninja Warrior in training, and the creator of Optimize Yourself. For over 10 years now, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative and athletic performance, and now I'm here to shorten your learning curve. Whether you're a creative professional who edits, writes, or directs, you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're a weekend warrior, I strongly believe that you can be successful without sacrificing your health or your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's design the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast. If you're a brand new optimizer, I welcome you and I sincerely hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If you are inspired to take action after listening today, why not tell a friend about this show and help spread the love? And if you're a longtime listener and optimizer OG, welcome back. Whether you're brand new or you're a seasoned vet, if you have just 10 seconds today, it would mean the world to me if you clicked the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice because the more people that subscribe, the more that iTunes and the other platforms can recognize this show, and thus the more people that you and I can inspire to step outside their comfort zones to reach their greatest potential. And now on to today's show, which to be honest is going to be a bit of an experiment. As a longtime listener, you already know how much I love to do in-depth interviews on a variety of topics, whether that's allowing everyday people to share their personal and their inspirational journeys, or industry experts and world-renowned authors who share their expertise to help you optimize a specific area of your life. But today, what I want to do instead is give you an insider's glimpse into the world of my optimizer coaching and mentorship program and what we call the hot seat. What you're going to hear today is a recording of an actual live session with an Optimizer student where on the hot seat, we tackle various questions, whether that's about career transitions, productivity, workflows, networking, burnout, habit formation, resumes and websites, and any other number of work-life challenges that students bring to the table as they navigate their own paths toward success. In the following Hot Seat session, community member Laura Britton is grappling with a number of different goals that she wants to pursue, and she needs help narrowing things down so she can focus her career in a new direction. Goal setting is a big part of the Focus Yourself program, and we spend a lot of time making sure that people set proper goals that align with their true desires and their passions. Laura feels stuck because she doesn't want to feel limited by choosing just one thing. In her own words, she says, I would rather do than think. Listen in to my advice for Laura to help her make the most of her time and better prioritize her multiple goals. If you find these sessions valuable, we're going to be sharing Hot Seat Fridays with you every week that are going to be jam-packed with practical, real-world strategies that you can easily apply to your own lifestyle and career to send you off with an action plan for the next Monday ahead. And if after listening to this, you're wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you're going to find all the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together today. All right, without further ado, here is today's Hot Seat Friday session with Laura Britton. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. Lara, what is your hot seat topic for today? Uh, 
I'm struggling with my macro goal. I'm bouncing. I feel like that ADHD kid, which I mean, I guess I, I always have been, but you know, who can't seem to choose. It's like, Oh wait, I want this. Oh, wait a minute. Something changed. I want this. And shiny um, object. I'm yes, sorry. What? Totally. Yeah. I feel like you and me both. Life. Boy, do I, <laughs> you have no idea how much I can relate. Oh my God. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. So I get it. Yeah. So I'm trying to nail it down and you know, I've been working through the modules, working through my stuff. I went back to look at the goals again. And it's funny because every time I think I get it, then I, something changes with one of the other ones and I shift. So, so where should I start? Gotcha. All right. So the, I, I'm going to have a couple of questions for you because okay. uh, Debbie is actually moderating your class. So I don't yes. have a whole lot of background and I'm coming yeah. in almost cold other than our first conversation, yep. uh, which was a lovely one, but I know that you've progressed since then. So the first thing I'd like to better understand, how do you identify as far as one of the four tendencies? Oh, I'm a rebel. Yeah. I kind of had a feeling <laughs> that was going to be the case. I have a feeling it's rebel with a little bit of questioner mixed in. Yes. I, that is pretty accurate. Yeah, it's it was funny because every time I would, you know, when I was look, going through all the things and listening to the podcast, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm that, oh I'm that, and then Rebel, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what never mind. Yep, totally, yep. that's me. Yeah, I, yeah. I and when you're like, oh yeah, feel free for you rebels to move around, I was like, thank God, I don't, I don't have to stick to all the rules because I yeah. would bounce anyway. Yeah, exactly. So that helps me better understand why you're stuck with the macro goal because the the two most common tendencies that get stuck on the macro goal are the Rebel and the Questioner, and You've got a nice little dose of both of them. Uh, And again, I can relate firsthand and have a lot of empathy because this is something that I also struggle with too. Uh, So what I'd like to better understand now is big picture. Let's not talk about you have to set a goal by the end of this hot seat. But big picture, in a nutshell, why is it that you decided to join the program and kind of what's the big picture goal you're going after? I have been bouncing around between all the different hats that I've worn as a uh, artist And I'm trying to get back into filmmaking after this pandemic. And I actually joined the program because I have completely lost focus with during the pandemic. The early part of it, I did really well. I, you know, I was at home. I did a bunch of rewrites on some work. And then I had to start working for my husband's business. I had to basically learn a new business um, that I haven't been in for 20 years and, you know, working constantly at that. But it is not what I want to do. It is not making me happy. And I, I want to get back to where I was pre-pandemic as far as moving forward with my career, which was actually, you know, I was actually uh, not doing so badly. <laughs> so, All right. So in a, nut- in a nutshell, big picture, you want to get back to focusing on moving your filmmaking career forwards. Yes. Right. So yes. is there any hesitation about that? Like, uh, eh, maybe hesitation- I don't want to focus on my career. Meh, maybe I don't want to move my filmmaking career forwards. Maybe there are other options. Is, are there any hesitations about where we are now? No. Okay, that's what I thought. So there is a lot of clarity. It's when we get down into the nuance and we start to get into the, the the weeds and get into this idea of really going macro and focusing in on what is this macro goal for the next three to six months. Yes. That's where your rebel tendency is just like, whoa. Yeah. You're not going to tell me what I'm going to focus on for the next three to six yeah. months. When I think about three months, I'm like, oh, my God, that's no time. I think in two years, you know, in two mm-hmm. years, I can make a film. In two years, I can do this. But that's not helpful in the now, especially not with my load of work, which is admittedly too large. But 
the only way I'll be able to contain anything is if I actually <laughs> narrow it down. Gotcha. All right. So then we know big picture, there is no hesitation whatsoever that you are putting your focus back on your career and your career is going to be about moving forwards in filmmaking. Yeah. Now tell me in your own words, if we're going to say two to three to five years, ideally, what, would it, what is it that you would like to pursue? Uh, in two to three to five years, I want to have produced and show run my sh show. I want to have directed a feature, have a couple more in the works and produce my friend's feature and have a couple more of hers in the works. All right. So I'm, I'm hearing a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. And I also heard like you have already alluded to more than one hat. Yeah. Right. You didn't say I want to have directed two features. No. I heard showrunner, producer and director. Yeah. Right. That's pretty much it. Something yeah. tells me that's where you're stuck. That's where I'm stuck. Totally. So let me ask you I do you this. all of them, and each one of them is fulfilling in different ways. Ultimately, I'd rather be doing my own work. Gotcha. All right. So, so what we want to do is not get hired as a showrunner or a producer or a director for some big conglomerate. You want to be able to do it for your own work that you yes. believe in. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even consider a job being hired as a showrunner. <laughs> And that that's certainly one of the options. I mean, there there oh. we we have a, a member of this group that just uh, got the promotion to, to showrunner as wow. a hired gun for another show. Sweet, great fit for him. We now know not a good fit for you. I never even considered that. How funny. Yep. So that that's good. Now we're getting more clarity on what's a good fit and what isn't. So I yeah. think where we're really stuck is what is the role that I want to pursue. Yeah. And so I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, but is the anxiety being driven by now I have to choose showrunner or producer or director because I need to do something next? Or yeah, because then it means I have to throw else. the other stuff to the side and not work on it. So let me ask you this. Why do you have to throw the other things to the side? Why must it be only one? I don't know. I've always done more. <laughs> so why does that I need feel to change? Compelled, I mean, I guess I feel compelled to focus on one thing to make it good. But I mean, I know that my, you know, the creative brain doesn't necessarily work on that. You know, you have two or three things you work on at once to make your, you know, you work on one, it works. You work on the other one when you, you know, you have to bounce while your head figures things out. I mean, as a writer, that's what my head has to do. So I usually have two or three things bouncing around in there at once. Of course. And has that worked for you in the past? You know, it has worked. I'm not making as much progress as I would like, but I think that's more situational than anything, you know. All right. Um, so then it's not a matter of in the past, I've worn all the hats. I've been a director. I've been a producer. I've been a writer. And I just spin my wheels. I get nowhere. I produce nothing and I'm miserable. So I think the, the thing I need to fix is I need to pick one hat. It sounds like that's not the case for you. No, no, I can, I can work. I can get it done. It's just having, I guess, uh, figuring out which one I, I should be focusing on to put all my energy towards, I guess. I'm going to, I guess I'm part gonna... of it is that I, you know, the one that thing that excited me was the idea most recently excited me was the idea of being, you know, show running my own show because it's something new. I've never done that. I'd never considered TV before I went to, you know, I had uh, went to a, it's a TV festival, I guess, in, uh, right before the pandemic and um, had some meetings and it was like, oh, I talked to a showrunner and he just explained to me, oh, yeah, well, this is my job and brrr, listed all the stuff he did. And I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds like my dream job. That sounds amazing. How do I do that? And then pandemic. So I, that's kind of where I am trying to get back to that. But I, I really don't know how to do it. 
Gotcha. All right. So then, so we know that uh, of all the the hats that we've talked about, showrunner seems like it might be a really good fit because guess what? Showrunner isn't one hat. It's like 20. Yeah. Which is They're the person that kind of has to run around and do everything and their life is organized chaos. And I have a feeling is you're the kind of person that feels at home in the middle of organized chaos. Oh, yes. That's where I thrive. I love it. I love being in the middle of the mess because then my brain engages, you know, on different levels. I am a problem solver by nature. I can see, you know, oh, here's where the problems are. Let's fix it out here. I would do in my own life. It's a little bit more difficult, but you know, in the middle of chaos, I love it. It's great. My sincerest apologies for the interruption in the middle of this interview. But if you are a content creator or you work in the entertainment industry, not only is the following promo not an interruption, but listening has the potential to change your life because collaborating with Evercast is that powerful. Here's a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Evercast co-founders, Brad Thomas and award-winning editor, Roger Barton. Living this lifestyle of a feature film editor has really had an impact on me. So I was really looking for something to push back against all of these lifestyle infringements that are imposed on us, both by schedules and expectations. When you guys demoed Evercast for me that first time, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, oh my God, This is what I have been waiting for for a decade. I also had the same reaction when I first saw Evercast. Two words came to mind, game changer. Our goal, honestly, is to become the Zoom for creatives, whatever it is you're streaming, whether it's editorial, visual effects, pro tools for music composition, live shot cameras. It's consistent audio and video, lip sync always stays in sync. Whether you're in a live session where you're getting that feedback immediately or you can't get it immediately, so you record the session and you can share those clips with people on the production team where there's no room for any confusion. It's like, this is exactly what the director wants. This is exactly what the producer wants. What matters most to me is it makes the entire process more efficient, which then translates to us as creatives who spend way too much time in front of computers. We get to shut it down and we get to go spend time with our friends and family. The biggest complaint, and I'm sure you guys have heard this many, many times, this looks amazing, I just can't afford it. Tesla had to release the Model S before they released the Model 3. So by the end of the year, we are going to be releasing a sub $200 version a month of Evercast for the freelancer and indie creatives. Anyone who is a professional video creator outside of Hollywood. I think what we've learned over the last few months is that this technology can translate to better lives for all of us. They give us more flexibility and control while still maintaining the creativity, the creative momentum, and the quality of work. I cannot stress this enough. Evercast is changing the way that we collaborate. If you value your craft, your well-being, and spending quality time with the ones you love, Evercast now makes that possible for you and me. To listen to the full interview and learn about the amazing potential that Evercast has to change the way that you work and live, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. Now back to today's interview. So what are your thoughts, your immediate first thoughts, and how do you feel when I say for the next three to six months, the only thing you can do is focus on writing a script so you can eventually use that to pitch a show? I mean, it kind of makes me want to do like everything else. Like, I want a location scout and I want to go do Uh Uh-huh, that's what I thought. I thought the immediate reaction would be, oh my God, one thing and I just have to sit by myself and write. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, that does sound terrifying. Right. so that it, in that that might be part of the process. I don't know. But there, there's one word amongst a very important phrase that you asked, which I think is really the biggest question where you're stuck. And I want to change one word. You mentioned earlier, I need to figure out where to focus all of my energy. Mm. 
And I think that question needs to change by one word. And I'm hoping this alleviates a lot of your anxiety. And I'm going to give you a little bit more context. Instead of asking, where should I focus all of my energy? What if instead you asked, where should I be focusing most of my energy? Mm, Do you know why I changed that word? Uh, Because I'm, I don't know. Because it still gives you freedom and space to try different things simultaneously. Mm, True. Most versus all. Yeah. All of it does sound a little bit more overwhelming. Exactly. So do you already know what the exact path looks like and what skills to focus on? If you know, right before the pandemic, you talked to this person, they said, I'm a showrunner. This is what my day looks like. And you're like, oh my God, that's my dream job. That's me. I must do it. Do you know all of the necessary skills and what the path looks like to make that happen? Actually, I don't. I, you know, I have suspicions, but I actually don't. So my next step was to actually, you know, I have his number. I was going to call him. I actually know at this point, I know two or three showrunners, but I don't really have an, I don't want to make an ask without giving back to them. I mean, I initially talked to him after the show, I called him, we had a conversation and it was nice. The only thing I can offer up is, you know, Hey, if you're ever in Austin, I've got a brewery come by, you know, but um, I don't want to make an ask without, you know, I can't waste somebody's time to say, hey, how do I do this? You know, right. what are my next steps? What do I, what do I best need to do? So. so what we've learned is that potentially a component of your macro goal, maybe not the whole macro goal, but a really important component of the goal is better understanding what is my to-do list? What are the things yeah. that I need to learn? What skills do I need to, to work on? Because you might be thinking, well, geez, my macro goal is that I have to do nothing but um, write my script for the next three to six months. And then you finish your script and in three to six months, you talk to this uh, showrunner and they're like, why did you just waste six months writing a script? Like you didn't need to do that at all. So I think part of your hesitation is you don't know what you don't know. That's true. Learning is scary, you know, I'm not 20. (laughs) You've got plenty of energy in life left to be able to to learn all the new things you're going to need to learn. Because guess what? You're going to have to live anyways. That's true. So good point, Zach. Would you rather spend the next three to five years thinking about becoming a showrunner or taking all the necessary actions to become a showrunner? Oh, I'd rather do than think. So then (laughs) screw it. Let's jump in the deep end and let's figure out what are the skills that I actually need to learn to do this well, right? So I think right now the macro goal is a little bit unclear because you lack too much information. Yeah. But a huge component of it is one of your very first steps is you need to start connecting with other showrunners that are doing similar kinds of work that you want to be doing Mm -hmm. and that ideally are doing it more on their own terms because you said, I don't really want to be a gun for hire on somebody else's show. That might be a necessary step. Right. But I think for you, it's better understanding what are the things I really need to focus on and what does the the much larger big picture path look like? Mm -hmm. So that could be the macro goal. By it, it within three months, I'm just totally uh, saying this hypothetically. This doesn't need to be it, but I'll give you an example. Okay. Instead of I'm going to be a showrunner someday, the macro goal can be something along the lines of in the next three months, I will have reached out to five showrunners doing shows that I admire to better understand and lay out the path to becoming a showrunner myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And guess what? You didn't have to choose any hats. That's true. Yeah, somebody, I mean, like my director who I'm supposed to produce her, you know, her work, it's, uh, you know, that's it's this feature I want to produce. And she's always like, you need to focus on one thing. I'm like, but I haven't ever focused on one thing. I do all the things. 
So what I would say, and that this is a, a lesson that I've learned, and this is very much the pot calling the kettle black, because I, I also struggle with this, which is very evident by the fact that within the span of one week, I'm editing a TV show, and I've written an article for another magazine, and I've recorded a podcast, and I'm mm-hmm. doing coaching. Like, I can't do just one thing either. I've just yeah. learned how to hone that and make it a superpower rather than my kryptonite, because for a long time, it was my kryptonite. Yeah. And what I have to do, and why I said that instead of where do I focus all of my energy its most— There are certain things at certain periods of time that I say, right now, most of my energy needs to go into editing. This is my primary job. I've made a commitment to them through this season. I can't let them down, which means that I have to lower my expectations about how many articles I can write or how much, uh, how many workshops I can design or how many lessons can I write for an online course. I have to reset those expectations because that's not where most of my energy is going, but that constantly shifts. So for the last five months, most of my energy has gone into editing Cobra Kai, but not all of it, because if that were the only thing I were doing, I'd go crazy. When I'm done with Cobra Kai, then most of my energy is going to go into designing more course curriculum and building more workshops, but not all of it because I like to do a lot of different things and I like to have the freedom as a rebel to be able to make that choice on any given day or any given week based on my energy. Mm -hmm. So the one one further thing I want to throw out there, but let's say that you do these informational meetings and now you know that the three general areas where you need to work the most are improving your writing skills, improving your directing skills and improving your leadership skills as a a team manager and showrunner. And you're thinking, well, wait, everybody says I have to focus on one thing. So do I have to focus on being a writer and give up directing and showrunning? Or do I have to focus on directing and give up on being a writer and a showrunner, et cetera, et cetera? I don't want you to ever think about the fact that I have to choose one hat, Mm -hmm. but think about I have to put most of my energy towards choosing one hat just for now. So an example of a macro goal, and I call this a meta macro goal, is that the macro goal is to define the macro goal. I've had several students that have gone through this process with a lot of success where they say, over the next three months, I will try and learn more about X, Y, and Z so I can better and further clarify my macro goal by this date. Okay, that makes sense. You don't have to figure out the rest of your life by week 12 of this program. (laughs) I just want you to feel like you have clear next steps and you can confidently take your next actions. That's all that I'm looking for. Okay. Well, I've already, this has already been very helpful in uh, like reframing how I'm thinking about this, uh, which is, which is good. Okay. I don't have to pick a hat. Yay. You don't have to pick a hat. (laughs) I just think you need to get better at focusing your energy for short periods of time and putting most of your energy towards one of them, but -hmm. it's okay to switch hats. Yeah. I wear like three different hats a day, but I know which one is the most important that I have to give the majority of my energy to. Yeah. But the majority of my energy for the rest of the day is going towards my other job. So. (laughs) Exactly. And you, and that's okay. You're not doing something wrong because you're only focused on one thing and it's the wrong thing as it pertains to your own personal career goals because that's what you're doing today. Yeah, but, but tomorrow, I am working on those leadership skills today. Good. So then that's, that. I know that you're joking, but really that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Is that instead of thinking, man, going to this brewery, what a total waste of time. It has nothing to do with me furthering my career goals. That's a much better perspective. When yeah. I go to the brewery, I can focus on how can I be a better manager and team leader? Cause those are directly associated with becoming a showrunner. Yeah. So it gives you more purpose with something that feels relatively disconnected from what it is that you really want to do. Right. Okay. Great. So does that give you at least a couple of clear next action steps to move forwards? Yeah. I need to call my showrunner friends and talk to them. 
Bingo. I love it. That's a great <laughs> next place to go. Now you're going to start to clarify some of the things you don't know you don't know. Right. Do some research first. Then, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. This has been this has been good to help me brainstorm through this. I appreciate it. Terrific. Well, I'm I'm glad that you uh, you took the time and summoned the courage to jump on the hot seat. I hope to see you in another one. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Cool. Best of luck. Before closing up today's show, I would love to ask for just a couple additional minutes of your time and attention to introduce you to one of my new favorite products created by my good friend Kit Perkins, who you may recognize as creator of the Topomat. Here is a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with ErgoDriven co-founder and CEO Kit Perkins talking about his latest product, New Standard Whole Protein. I'm into health and fitness generally, but I want it to be simple and straightforward. About a year, year and a half ago, I started adding collagen into my protein shakes. And man, the benefits were like more dramatic than any supplement I've ever seen. So I thought if I could just get this down to coming out of one jar and it's ingredients that I know I can trust and you just put it in water and you don't have to think about it. When people think of protein powders, they think, well, I don't want to get big and bulky. And that's not what this is about. To me, this is about repair. So a big part of what we're talking about here is you are what you eat. Your body's constantly repairing and rebuilding and the only stuff it can use to repair and rebuild is what you've been eating unfortunately as the years have gone by every day getting out of bed it's like you know two or three creaks and pops in the first couple steps and that i thought you just sort of live with now but yeah once starting the collagen daily or near daily it's just gone so for us job 1a here was make sure it's high quality and that's grass-fed 100 pasture-raised cows and then the second thing if you're actually going to do it every day it needs to be simple it needs to taste good well my goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself that's stuck in front of a computer, number one, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. Number two, they've got a glass of new standard protein next to them so they can just fuel their body, fuel their brain. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world. And even better for your listeners with code OPTIMIZE on either a one-time purchase or that first subscribe and save order, 50% off. So if you do that subscribe and save, that's 20% off and 50% off with code OPTIMIZE. That's a fantastic deal. If you're looking for a simple and affordable way to stay energetic, focused, and alleviate the chronic aches and pains that come from living at your computer, I recommend New Standard Whole Protein because it's sourced from high-quality ingredients that I trust and it tastes great. To place your first order, visit optimizeyourself.me slash newstandard and use the code OPTIMIZE for 50% off your first order. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hot Seat Fridays. If you find this new format valuable, please reach out and let us know. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash contact to leave your honest feedback. And if after listening, you are wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all of the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. And a special thanks to our sponsors Evercast and ErgoDriven for making today's interview possible. To learn more about how to collaborate remotely without missing a frame and to get your real-time demo of Evercast in action, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. And to learn more about ErgoDriven and their brand new product that I am super excited about, New Standard Whole Protein, visit optimizeyourself.me slash New Standard. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and be well.